When you decide that you're going to do this and you're going to be a provider of information instead of a user of information on Facebook, you start to use the platforms differently. Hey, this is Sarah Marie Thompson, creative lifestyle expert and soul guide from wildandcreative.com. Thank you so much for tuning into the Wild and Creative podcast, fun ways to increase your personal power and everyday magic on every single episode. I make a point of trying to really bring you guys just the most creative, inspiring thought leaders online. And so I'm so excited about today's guest. Okay, I am here today with Melanie Ann Lair, who is a luxury brand business coach. And I'm sure many of you have seen one or more of her online lives on Facebook, as I know that last year she did 365 days of going live. You'll probably have seen her online. And I'm so excited to have you here, Melanie, because we're going to get into so many good topics. I was thinking, I was like, what am I going to talk to you about today? Because we could talk about a ton of different things, but I came up with self-worth. And the reason I thought we would talk about self-worth is because especially at the beginning of the year, so many people are wondering what the heck they're doing, reevaluating lots of stuff that's going on in their life, especially their business. Um, Maybe they're looking at like what they did or didn't do last year. Maybe they're looking at what they want to do this year. And so I just thought self-worth was going to be a great topic to dive into because everybody needs more of it. I agree a hundred percent. I know from watching one of your lives lately that you had a great milestone year for yourself. So tell us a little bit about what you do, what you're all about, and also what this year meant for you. So I have a concept called trifecta coaching, which is the basis of my alpha femme brand. And it's basically represented with the triangle in my brand. It's the trifecta of the boss, the badass and the goddess part of our identity. And what's really important about this trifecta is there's a very big part of us that wants results and that wants to achieve things. There's another part of us that's very busy and that likes to get things done. And there's another part of us that wants to just chill out and relax. And these three identities are really important because they also, they also mean something deeper than that. Like one part is your mindset. So your badass is your mindset. If you're in a bad mood, it's really hard to get things done. Your boss is all about your money and your goddess is your relationships, your communication, your manifestation. So having these three identities in check has been the key really for me in my expansion. And I've been on a journey for the last year and a half with this new Alpha Femme brand, really taking people through this concept. So for me, this year was huge expansion. It was the year I created the goddess program, which is Femme Fatale, where I really brought people through you know, the, the whole beings of a goddess and what does it mean to be an emotionally intelligent woman to communicate the world-class communication, being one of the kinds of people, when you speak, people are like, wow, I get it. I hear you. I feel you. Um, speaking with intention, not just talking and really becoming the kind of person who can handle relationships with all kinds of different people. So you can become the kind of leader that moves people. So that's the femme fatale. It's the goddess part. And I also launched Exponential Wealth, which is all about money and healing our relationship to money and our beliefs about money because the boss part of our identity, although, you know, there's things we need to do for our business, a lot of it is not about what we do, it's about who we are. And 
the exponential wealth program and the quantum prosperity program are both all about the money aspect of things. And I had been working with people the year prior, a lot more on the badass. So a lot of the mindset stuff and a lot of the doing. So getting yourself in a place where you're going to move. And my impact Academy program is all about that, like how to create your social media impact and influence and how to, how to be the kind of person people watch on social media and being consistent and not getting, letting your mind get in the way and doing the things and being the badass who gets things done. So this year, what was amazing was scaling from being just a badass to actually elevating into this trifecta of understanding money, understanding myself, understanding my emotions, and really making it that it's not so much about what I do, it's about who I am when I do it. That's what makes the biggest difference. Has completely skyrocketed my business. And I actually had a million dollar year this year with no website, no sales funnel, no, like, no any fancy bits whatsoever, just my Facebook and my Instagram basically. And it's been so fun to watch how who we are is enough. And uh, I love the fact we're going to talk about worthiness because I feel like it goes perfectly hand in hand with everything you just asked me. <clears throat> I love the fact that you don't have a website. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I just love it so much. And just like you said, like, who we are is enough because there are so many individuals out there. And I've definitely been this individual before that's like, no, I need to have the website. I need to have the business cards or I won't feel complete or something like that. Right. And so many women um, go through that and they feel that way. So what was it about you when you started or, or going through the whole process, even before this year, because you, you haven't had a, a website regarding the mentoring and coaching that you do, but like, mm -mm. what was it about it that you're like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not, I'm not going there. <laughs> I think I've had different lifetimes in my lifetime, if that makes sense, in different chapters where at first I used to think I needed things and stuff in order to be successful. Like I was always chasing the next thing. And what I realized was instead of those incredible things being tools for me, they became excuses. And what I saw when I started noticing that about myself is that it was the truth for a lot of the people that came to me as well. Like they don't make enough money because they don't write good enough sales copy or their website wasn't done by an expert, or their brand isn't good enough, or their, you know, whatever it is that's not, it's not right, it's not enough, I don't have a podcast, I don't have a YouTube channel, I haven't, I have, I don't have a mailing list, I don't have this, I don't have that, and it got to me like, is it really that shallow of an industry that if you don't have a website, you're poor? How is that possible? And I actually started my business when I first began with a brand called The Invisible Coach. And it was all because I started my business in a really difficult time in my life. I had gone bankrupt. I was living in my car and I, I found relationship coaching because I had been in this really, you know, not great relationship for almost seven years, couldn't get out of it. And found this relationship coaching program after all hell broke loose in my life. And now I'm living in my car and bankrupt and heartbroken. My life's a whole mess. I find relationship coaching and self-responsibility. And all of a sudden I'm like, why is this not taught to people? And I went down this rabbit hole of like, I want to learn everything there is to know about relationships and women and men and why we do what we do. And I want to know all of it. So I became really passionate about that. And from living in my car, I started a relationship coaching business, which I was not proud of my situation whatsoever. And I was completely broke beyond broke beyond broke. So 
it wasn't for the money whatsoever. I'd never thought I was going to become wildly successful. To be honest, I was doing it because I thought I was helping people and it was helping me stay accountable with my ways. Every time I gave someone a piece of advice, it reminded me to do it and I was in integrity with it and kind of teaching people what I was doing. And it just grew. People wanted to know more about it. And then next thing I put it on the internet and it went boom. But it started invisibly. So never mind no website. I'm talking, never mind no website, never mind no brand, never mind no thing, just nothing. You could have been anybody. I could have been for all that people knew. (laughs) Like I was nobody. I was just a person on the other side of the phone. But what was happening is that people were getting results from me. And it started because one of my friends called me and she was talking to me about her relationship and things weren't working. And I had been like so deep in transformational stuff in the last couple of months that I just, it just came out of my mouth. Like I knew exactly what to say. And she was floored. She was like, how do you know this stuff? She tried it. It worked. Her relationship started getting better immediately. And she said to me, you should be a coach. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> like I knew of Tony Robbins and I knew of this program I'd bought, but I did not even know what a coach was. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's literally what you just did for me, but you get paid. And I Googled it and I found that in fact, you could get paid a lot for being a coach. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm a coach. And I told her, if you find me referrals, I'll give you 20% commission. I'll give a referral fee. And it kind of started like that. I was charging hundred bucks Canadian an hour and, and getting referrals only. And people didn't even get my phone number. They got a PayPal so they could send me money. And I got their phone number and I called them from a blocked phone number. They didn't know my name. They didn't know my age. They knew nothing of me whatsoever. I love it. So mysterious. Um, well, I, okay. I want to like just segue into something because it just reminded me. Okay. So you're in, you're talking to your friend about relationship coaching and you've, you've been through some stuff and you've learned some stuff and that kind of thing. But you said at the same time you were, you were broke at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Which a lot of women can probably relate to. Obviously yeah. women can relate to. What do you think um, is the kind of the key sauce to doing well? Is it that alignment bit where it's like you're, you're, you have to feel what you're teaching because you knew about relationship you knew about what didn't work for you right so I think that you probably had some power behind that and you had some confidence behind that was that correct at that time oh a hundred percent everything I was teaching I was embodying three million percent so although you hadn't been making a lot of money yet at that time do you think that if you were to start talking about kind of how to make more money and all that kind of stuff at that time, it wouldn't have necessarily worked for you. Like you kind of evolved like through what you were, what you taught, right? I never would have talked about how to make money back then. Like it would have, it took me until this year to start talking about money. Which is, which is really, really interesting because I think that, you know, money, it's all relative to some people. Like I remember, I remember being with my friend like back when I was like 19 and I'm like, oh, should we go out tonight? And she's like, I don't have any money. And I was like, I don't either. And I probably had like $20 in my bank account. And I was like, well, how much money do you got? She's like, $2,000. <laughs> and I just like, I remember <laughs> So relative to like, you know, what people think, right? But, mm-hmm. but there's so many um, women and, and men, of course, out in the mentorship and coaching world that are kind of leading with the idea of making money, making money, making money. Of course, everyone wants to make more money. But you being someone who lives in such integrity, because we've talked about that before, um, what do you think about that? So I believe that as long as you feel like, you are going to bring people to your level. I call this calibration. As long as when people work with you, you can bring them to calibrate to your level and that's good. You have integrity. 
So if I'm speaking to someone who's got $20 in their bank account and I charge them a program for $20 on how to make $2,000 and I manage to help them make $2,000, I'm in integrity. Yeah. But if I'm a coach struggling to make $5,000 a month and I'm teaching people systems on how to hit five-figure months consistently, then no. So you, what you're saying is that someone should really know how to do X, Y, Z and have experienced that to teach someone X, Y, Z. And it doesn't matter what that is. In the coaching world. So in the consulting world, in the teaching world, that's very different because information is information is information. And it's, you know, there's a lot of teachers out there in the world that they have never had the result, but they know the information. So if you want to gather information from someone who hasn't done it, but they're very knowledgeable, that's one thing. But I think in order to really transform, and ultimately I believe that is what people want, is to transform their life, not just to learn more, but to really change. When you're speaking to someone who hasn't changed, it becomes very difficult to follow their example. Like a parent who says, do as I say, not as I do, that loses its luster once the child's old enough to see, well, you, you didn't do that. Totally. So if, if you're going to be working with high-level, emotionally intelligent, successful people, it will not work to try to have them buy something you haven't achieved. Okay. So I love what you said there. It's, it is so different, isn't it? Like the consulting and, and coaching and mentorship world. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up. I, so what I have seen online, I've been really observant the past week because just like seeing people's new new year posts and kind of like what they're talking about and what they're complaining about and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of really observing. And there has been so many posts that I've seen, um, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And it seems like people are, how can I phrase this? I don't want to say complaining, but are, are, mentioning out into the universe that things have not worked out for them in the past year. And they're really wanting them to work out in this new year, which is great because they're, you know, changing it around. Um, however, what, what would you suggest to women out there that are feeling like their self-worth was really, really low last year and they're really wanting to turn it around in 2019 and make the most of whatever it is, their life, their business, their relationships, they're, they're badass, they're goddess, they're boss. <laughs> yes. So one big thing for me is words matter a lot. So there's a difference between self-worth, self-esteem, and self-confidence. Those are not the same thing. So when someone says their self-worth is diminished, that is a product of low self-confidence. It happens once your confidence is shot, you believe you're worth less. And I use worth less and not worthless because to me, that word's disgusting. But worth less, meaning like I'm worth less than I could be because this is an issue. I'm worth less than I could be because I did this wrong. I'm worth less than I did because blah, blah, blah. And why we attach this to our, our worth, I will never understand because we are born worthy. Your worth doesn't diminish because you had a bad year. Your worth doesn't diminish because you just had a bad relationship. That's not what goes down. Your self-esteem and your self-confidence, they will go down because those are completely connected and correlated to results. So if you want to be a confident person, you've got to have results in the area you're seeking confidence in. Confidence is results. So for example, a baby tries to talk 
not confident at all, like trying to say the words, stuttering, can't speak. Then all of a sudden, the words come out and now they won't shut up. Super confident child won't stop talking, right? <laughs> um, when you first try to tie your shoe, you're sitting there with your laces like bunny rabbit ears. I got this. No, I don't got this. Oh my gosh. Nervous, you're going to get tying your shoes wrong because you don't know how to do it. But now, tying your shoes, like pretty confident you can tie your shoes. So what it is, is when the result is in, the confidence is there. When you have a year where the results aren't in, it hits your confidence, not your worth. But when you use the word worth instead of confidence, you're actually diminishing yourself in a really core level because words have different frequencies and self-worth and self-esteem and self-confidence have three very different frequencies. So if you start talking about your self-worth or you're worthless, you start saying things like that, you're plummeting your vibe down through the floor. So my confidence has been hit this year. Yeah, I totally get that. Your confidence has been hit because you didn't get the results you wanted. Perfect. What worked last year? What didn't work? And now what are you going to do about it? And if you're going to do something about it, then what is it? And let's get cracking and let's do it. And it's normal that what you're going to have to do about it is going to be scary now because you didn't get the result last year. So don't expect to have had a terrible result last year and now decide you're going to do something about it and be confident about doing something about it if you didn't get the result last year. It's normal. The confidence isn't there. So now you're going to have to be brave. So there's like a whole transition of emotional intelligence. You've got to understand when you're scared of something, there is no confidence available. That's the whole problem. You get confident once you got the results. And when you got the results, you're no longer scared. But when you're scared, you're not confident. So you're scared. What do you have to be is brave. So you're fearful. You feel brave. You feel brave until you get the result. When you get the result, you feel confident. When you have self-confidence, all of a sudden, everything changes. So do you think that where you really built up your self-confidence over the years, like what, what kind of things happened for you? Was there just some like some little mindset tweaks or changes that happened or did some events happen, that kind of thing where you kind of felt like you were evolving or stepping up, if you will, like each little step? Yeah, for sure. Like I, when I had the least confidence, my relationship had just ended. I had just gone bankrupt. I was living in my car. I was fighting with my family. I was not speaking to my, like, I wasn't speaking to anybody. I just didn't even tell anybody I was struggling. And then I was so upset with the heartbreak that I, I, I went through this awful phase where I got really sick. I was giving myself anxiety. I had tachycardia. My heart was beating 100 miles an hour. Like, I, w I felt at the bottom of the barrel. It felt like there was no way up whatsoever. And the, the way I actually found personal development is I Googled in my smartphone how to make your ex-boyfriend cry. <laughs> like I was there in my life, like revenge. I was the bottom, the worst, the ugliest I've ever been. And it was just, I found in response to that question, how to have the relationship you want. And I was like, why aren't I asking that kind of question? Mm -hmm. I love and it. it it kind of hit me that I was ugly in that moment. And I was like, Oh, I got I got to read this. And it was a program and I had no money and my credit card was maxed out and I couldn't buy it. I'd, I don't know what made me put my credit card number in just in case. And somehow it went through on the internet. I don't know how, but it was like on an over maxed out credit card. This thing went through and I binged listened to it like on repeat. And the biggest thing I realized is that it was my fault. 
everything that broke down was also my fault. Whereas before that, I had no concept of self-responsibility whatsoever. Because I wanted it to work and because I never wanted to be sad in my life, I couldn't comprehend the fact that sitting in my car broken, upset was any way, shape, or form my fault. So I had been brewing in it's everybody else's fault for so long that this concept of radical self-responsibility actually gave me a huge sense of, what. wait a minute, if I'm responsible for it, I can fix it. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy how simple the shift is, but it's like, if it's everyone's fault, I'm screwed. Like, how am I going to make it change if it's not even my fault? I'm at the mercy of the world if it's not my fault. But the minute it was my fault, I had done it. It was my responsibility. It was my life. I, I broke it. I can fix it. So I was then aware that the results I had were actually results based on what I hadn't done or what I had done that didn't work. And I started just deciding I was going to go on an experiment. I even said to myself, I will not go into another relationship until I've understood this. And I, I started circular dating, which is when, you know, you go on many different dates until, and you don't commit to one person. You're, the goal is to, and obviously you're not intimate with them and you, everybody knows what's happening, but it's, I'm walking into the sunset. I want to walk into the sunset with a man of my dreams and I'm not wanting to test run be a girlfriend. That's not what I want to do. Like I want to find the right person for me. So I'm just going to, you know, go on, on, on dates, meet people, have fun and, and find them out of my dreams. So there's no pressure. As long as we're having fun, we keep seeing each other. And when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I had such an incredible journey of noticing like my, my insecurities, my jealousy, my, the ways that I would act out of even manipulation of trying to see if the person was interested and pulling back to see if they would come like the mind games. Like I, I found a lot about myself in the process. And what happened is when I stopped playing the games, all these people, all these men were just f like falling in, in love, like very much in love, like completely committed and, and ready to move forward with me. And I was like, this is incredible. I was with the same guy for seven years wanting this kind of commitment. And I've got men after two weeks showing me more commitment who I am just changed. So my confidence went through the roof because the results were in. The results were different. And when my friend called me and said I should be a coach, at first I was terrified. And I was like, well, if you know, if you know anybody, but then all of a sudden she started sending me people and these people were having great results. And then they were sending me people. So now the results were in there as well. So I started feeling confident about that. And the money started coming in and my lifestyle started getting better. And I felt confident that I could help people I felt confident that I could close sales. I felt confident about my, my life and I met Kevin and then he, I just totally fell in love with him and he like claimed to me, he was like, I'm done with the circular dating. I want, I want to be in, I want to be exclusive. And I so in love. I was like, yes. And this is after I knew that I had shifted. It was me. So I knew I was confident in the relationship. It wasn't even about me being confident in him. I was confident in me. And it changed the way I was with him. Now I'm making money. My business works. People are referring me. I'm with a guy that's amazing. And things just started going better and better and better. But I only ever taught from a place of confidence in my own results. And I think that's what's made this work. Well, it's so interesting, isn't it, how, I mean, we do vibrate at a frequency where it's going out into the universe, coming back to us as more of what we're vibrating at. So if you're not in your best self, if you're not feeling your best self, like back in the day, like, of course you were in a relationship that sucked, <laughs> right? And then you, you, you totally changed and transformed and became a better version of yourself. And then you met Kevin. So it's like the perfect story. <laughs> the perfect yes. Story. 
And I love how you had that, you um, provided us with that like moment of honesty where you're like, what you Googled to make your boyfriend cry? Because I think that everybody has like been there before in some way. I remember Googling, what do I do with my life? <laughs> I think you get a really clear answer. But I mean, in, in moments of desperation, it's like moments of desperation, right? It's like you need to, to do what you have to do. Um, there's a quote and I'm going to totally butcher it because I always butcher quotes, but it's something like, um, and it reminded me of what you said. It's like the moment I realized that I caused all this shit in my life was the most liberating moment because it meant that I could ch- make, create anything that I wanted. And yeah. that reminded me of what, um, that's not how it went, but, but in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> in a nutshell, that's a quote. I love it. I agree yeah. a million percent. Yeah. And exactly your story. Right. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it's, I, oh, I, I, with the work that I do, I talk a lot um, about like alignment and soul work. And I'd love to know what your take is on soul work, because it seems like you're a natural born leader, of course, right? And a natural born teacher. And I want to know, was it always like that for you just in the back of your mind, just a little bit, like even before you knew that that's what you were doing? Were you always kind of like that counselor friend? Were you always kind of, I don't know, looking out for people in the best way? I was always like that, but I think the biggest shift that happened for me is I used to do it because I felt important and I used to do it because I thought people needed me and it was my way of feeling love. Like I would be the friend that was there for all the other friends, but never tell them when I didn't feel good. Mm. I was the girlfriend who chose the guy who was struggling so that I could be the savior. I was the one who picked the people so I could be the smartest person in the room. And because what I've always been good at is helping people, it became the only thing I was valued for, in my opinion. Like, I, I didn't have friends that would be there for me, and I always felt bitter about that. So it felt really incredible to make the shift between this is who I am versus this is my work on the planet. Like these are such different, it's such a different reality to say, okay, you know, I do this because it's who I am and I just help everybody versus I don't help everybody, but I have a gift to help people. So that's my work. But in my life, I learn to have people help me and to open up and to receive from other people. And I feel balanced now. So I think one of the things with soul work and soul contracts and alignment is you come into this planet with gifts. There's things that are effortlessly going to help you achieve something beautiful. But if you're out of alignment, you will use those gifts to your detriment almost every time. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that you brought that up. It is so true. Um, And it's so interesting, like what you were just saying, because you know, what, why you think that you were doing those things before, like you wanted to be the person that helped this person or give advice, or you kind of put yourself in a situation so that you could do this. And again, it brings it all back to feeling of worthiness. Mm -hmm. Well, it's feeling of worthiness, but it's also like if you, and it's all about how we say things, right? So in the way that I look at it now, I say to my, I see that I was only confident in helping people that were so far from me. Right. People who were struggling, people who, you know, I was able to help them, but they weren't able to help me. I never would have been in a relationship with a person with the, with the potential reality that I wouldn't be able to help them because they were smarter than me or richer than me or more successful than me. I wouldn't have put myself in that situation. So I constantly attracted people that I knew without a shadow of a doubt I could help. Those were the people I felt most comfortable with. And I don't know that it was a self-worth thing. 
because I really, I, I, as a person, I don't know why and just don't resonate with the worth thing. Cause I just feel like everyone on the planet is worthy. It was just a confidence. Like I can't do it. I can't help this person. So I won't, I can't, I'm, I won't be good enough to do that. I don't know how to do that. I'm, what if I mess up? What if it's all confidence based and fear based? So where I felt most confident was surrounded by people I was better than. And that is a very lonely place to be. And it's the worst when all of a sudden all those people you thought you were better than, you're now in the worst position and you can't help them and you're broke and you're broken and there's not one person you've ever let in because you always wanted to help them. And like the, so many realizations for myself of being like, I've brought myself here. I purposefully selected people who couldn't be there for me and now I'm alone and I've, I can't talk to anybody. And you know, I'd set myself up to be confident but not to be well-equipped. Why, why do you think it is that individuals wrap their self-confidence around money so much? I think a lot of it is the paradigm in the whole world right now has shifted to freedom and to people being able to create their own wealth. So before it used to be the job, right? So they, it, you, you would have to find a boss that was willing to pay you enough. And everyone could complain about the fact that bosses were cheap. And everyone could complain about the fact that, you know, it's hard to get ahead. And everyone could relate to the fact that it's hard to stay at the same job forever. And everybody could relate to you're lucky if you get a promotion. So it was a very different conversation around money. And it was less about your worth as a person and more about how lucky you might get that someone might pay you and you might find the right job. Whereas now, if you don't know how to make money, it means you're probably not successful at what you're doing. If you were successful, you'd be making money at it. If you were successful, people would be paying you. So we tend to look at our money and, and say, this is a representation of how many people believe in me. This is a representation of who believe I'm capable. Mm -hmm. So when that amount is very small, we get into our mind about, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm, I can't provide results for people. People don't think I can do this. When in fact, the money and the talent are completely unrelated. And that's why in my trifecta, I've really realized that your superpower, like your goddess mode is one thing. Your integrity and discipline to follow through and do something about it is another thing. And your ability to get paid for it is another thing. And it's getting those three things in balance so you can, you can really embrace and have fun in all three areas of your life that make you what I call an alpha female, an alpha femme. So it doesn't mean anything that you don't get paid for your work. It doesn't mean anything about your work that you don't get paid for your work. It means something about your money that you don't get paid for your work. And it doesn't mean anything that you're rich. It doesn't mean that you're talented if you're rich. It just means that you've got a great relationship to money. So, and it doesn't mean anything about your money that you're super busy and disciplined with integrity. You could be the most disciplined person on the planet and be completely broke. So it's like, it's, it's bringing everything together in your gift, your discipline, your integrity, and your relationship to money. And that's what really brings everything together in this like super masterpiece. Oh. Do, do you think that most people have their gift in most, like most people, do you think they have their gift kind of in check? And then they also have their integrity and their discipline in check. And then it's, sometimes it's, it's like the, the boss part that's not in check, right? Like, 
what I'm, what I'm wondering, like from your standpoint of your formula, um, when women come to you and they want to start working with you, what, what pieces are they missing the most of usually? The crazy thing is it depends what their strengths are as a person. It is equal. The problem is equal. So for some women, they're, they're in high powered jobs. They make tons of money and they're like, I, I don't enjoy my life whatsoever. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I am booked from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed. I'm very, I have a lot of discipline. I'm willing to do all the things. I make a lot of money, but I am not happy. Like this is not what I'm meant to be doing. I know that. I also attract women who are like, I actually have this incredible idea, but I just don't know how to do it. And I, you know, I have money from the job that I'm doing and I've got money from all this thing. I just don't know how to make my dream happen. And I'm willing to pay as much as it costs to make this dream happen. And there's also women who come to me and who are like, I have this great idea. I've been trying to do it forever and I'm just not getting paid. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And it really is equal. Those three issues are equally relevant. It happens all the time. It's just like why I've, I've got these two, but this doesn't work. Or I've got one and these two don't work. And that's why I think these, this is like the makeup of what I believe in because these seem to be the three major problems. Yeah. No, I, I love it how you've explained it. And uh, it is so true. Like there are women in, and, and men, of course, but there are women in every one of these categories that probably are, are missing something or, you know, what, what do you think it is that really like brings it all together? And then for your client or even for yourself and past experiences where it's been like, click, they're all together. Well, the biggest thing is to stay. So this is something that I believe in is that whatever we want to create in our life needs to go from something that's outside of us that's like foreign to an internal behavior. And the issue with that is we are only responsible for about 5% of our brain consciously. So 95% of who we are happens on autopilot. So when I want to download a new belief into my body, I only have 5% of awareness to make this happen. How much, how committed am I going to be if I've only got 5% of me available to make this happen? How committed am I? Because if I'm only going to use my 5%, 1% of the time, it's going to take me a long time. So what really works is focus and discipline and consistency because consistency compounds results over time, like a penny doubled every day. Mm -hmm. So when you really add consistency to whatever it is that you're doing, it really multiplies. So being in an environment where you can calibrate to someone else's energy, where you can actually stay in a container where you are compounding the positive force you're applying to whatever you need to learn consistently, that's what makes the difference. So for example, if I'm trying to change something by myself, but I have a really bad belief that this isn't possible, every time I try to do what I'm doing, I'm applying fear a negative force. I'm applying, what if this doesn't work? I'm applying, oh gosh, I'm not seeing any results yet. Or I'm applying, this girl's doing more than me, or this person's got more results than me. And although I'm doing the right thing, I'm applying a negative force to what I'm doing. And over time, that negativity compounds until I quit. If I'm in a container where I'm really grateful and I'm forced to look at what I'm doing that does work and I'm in a container where people celebrate and I feel proud of myself and I feel proud of the people in my group and I feel like I'm in I'm part of something bigger than me and we're all going towards success and I've got a support system and I'm so in this container that my mind is constantly active thinking of this, then I'm applying a positive force to what I'm trying to build and consistently over time that compounds my results so faster this becomes an integrated part of me because I'm using the 5% of my brain longer and more, more efficiently and 
without stopping and going to something else and doing the stop and go like, I can do this. No, I can't. I can do this. No, I can't. And just being locked and loaded and I can do this. I'm doing this. I'm celebrating this. I'm surrounded by people who do this. This is possible. I've got this. And the more we spend time in that energy, that's what's going to change the way our mind works. What do you, what have you done in the past to kind of create those healthy boundaries and also mindset routines? Like as you were, as you were talking, I was thinking, oh my gosh, like so many, so many people have the issue of scrolling social media and then, you know, being like, oh, that girl has done this or I was going to do that, but then that didn't happen. And, you know, going into that spiral or that kind of like that quicksand vortex that's not healthy for any of us that doesn't allow us to stay in that positive container, right? So what, what have some, what have been some of the, I don't know, little like tricks or techniques or things like that that you have done to kind of keep it like on track? So I'm very grateful and lucky to have the man that I have, first of all, because our conversations are electrifying and I would wait, if I'm sitting next to him, I will be speaking to him way before I'm scrolling on Facebook. Like we have incredible conversations, but that, that also came from who I was being before. And the fact that when I was in the worst place I was, I wasn't scrolling through Facebook looking at how all my friends were going to trips on trips and having boyfriends when I was living in a car. I was listening to personal development in my ears 24 hours a day. Okay. So, you know, that, that really made a difference. But then there's the other part, which is when you decide that you're a leader, you will use Facebook differently. So when I use Facebook now, I go on as an influencer. I go on to provide value and to provide support and love to people. I do not go on to consume, to find ideas, to get, to compare myself, which is what most people get addicted to Facebook for. They buy on Facebook, they scroll on Facebook, they compare on Facebook. If they use Facebook as a user and not as a um, contributor. Yeah. That's such a good point that you brought up. I love it. Um, I'm interested to know, and I don't know if you do this or choose one, but like, what's your word for 2019? I'm interested. My word for 2019, last year, my word was discipline. This year, I would say my word is freedom. Nice. I love it. It's so interesting. It's so interesting to hear everybody because everybody's at such different places, right? Like just mentally, spiritually, emotionally, everything. So um, I, I love that. Thank you. Um, I'm really interested to know if you were not doing coaching, mm-hmm. if it was like totally off the table, what would you be doing? I would be, I would be a chef in a really small restaurant that would be like booked out months in advance where I got to like experiment with crazy, amazing recipes and make my plates look like Instagram worthy. I would either do that or I would be a party planner and throw the craziest, beautiful events for luxury brands. Well, those are fun. Um, I am almost done. I've got a couple more questions for you because I love it. Let's do it. I want to keep going. Um, Travel. Travel has been a big part of your life, been a big part of your business, especially in the last year. So what has travel really taught you like when it's come to business? Oh my gosh. It's taught me so much, but I would say the biggest thing for me is when I travel, everything's new. So my awareness of life is heightened. 
when I'm living in the same place and I know the roads, I don't even have to think of where I'm driving and I know where which tree is and I know where where everything is, I'm not even paying attention to the scenery. But when I go somewhere new for the first time, I'm, I am so alive. I, I notice everything. I notice the color of the buildings, the accents, the way people speak. I notice the smell of the food. I notice the way the sun sets, the color of the sky. I, not- I notice everything. So one of the big things for me as an influencer and building my business from a place of mastery and example, people love to watch me actually do what I promote. They love watching me not only just tell them it's possible to have, but to show them it's possible to have. And I think sometimes we get very stuck in the mundane of our life and it's so the same life that we we stop seeing the beauty in it. You know, you do the same thing every day and you stop seeing that it's amazing, even though someone might think it's the best thing in the world. You know, sometimes I'm speaking to my clients and they're like, what do I post about today? I'm like, what did you do? Mm -hmm. Like nothing. I'm like, walk me through your day. I did nothing. I woke up. I, I put on a, you know, personal development thing. I made myself a coffee. I sat down, I journaled about it. I took a shower, you know, I went to the gym and then I, you know, I watched a movie with my guy and I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you want to know how many people in the world wish that was their day today? Yeah. It's like, if you make a coffee, you rock that coffee and then you just like take an amazing photo and you talk about it. (laughs) What freedom is that? You woke up, you had a coffee, you listened to personal development, you went to the gym and you snuggled your, your fiance. Like how, how have you forgotten that that's amazing? So I think it's so easy for us to forget the beauty of our own life. But when the circumstances of our life change so frequently, we're reminded. And I feel like putting myself in a situation where my environment changes keeps my brain sharp and aware of the beauty around me, which mm-hmm. it enhances my gratitude, which enhances my vibration and my manifestation powers, which changes everything. So that is the biggest thing I would say. Well, I love that you brought that up because I know that for me, like I don't travel a ton. I enjoy traveling, but I'm also like one of my things that I love, my values are like, I'm a homebody, right? Like I love to like nest and like decorate and like do like lots of different creative things and artists, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of like where a lot of my power is is held right in my space but I do know that you know things can get mundane and then I'm really aware of being like okay I need to physically make a change in my routine so that my mindset can then adapt to a physical change because again if it's always like ABC 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 it's hard for us to like like you said right like you have to kind of change it up in order to feel that gratitude to feel that inspiration what have you and so um you know, for individuals that like are not traveling all the time, just change up in like the smallest ways, right? I'm sure sure that you've talked to a lot of your clients about that too. And it's such a big thing because our physical, what we see and do physically has so much to do with our mental, our mental state. And it doesn't mean that you have to go to like travel the whole world, you know, every, every year. But I mean, even just small, very conscious decisions that you make to change things up on the day to day can make such a huge difference. So I love that you brought up about like whatever client that was, because it is all relative, right? Remember, like I was saying back to like a $20 in your bank account opposed to like $2,000 in your bank account. It's like her life is epic to somebody. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, even though Kevin and I travel all the time, we're not always like we've been to exotic places, but right now we're in Toronto. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in Toronto and I can find a million things to be grateful for, how come my clients that live here can't? 
Mm-hmm. It's only because they're used to seeing it and the way they interact with the city. So it's like when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Travel in your own city. Mm -hmm. Totally. Gosh, there's like most people do not even know what's like in their own state or province or whatever, right? So Mm -hmm. it's the idea of making the decision to decide to go explore. (laughs) Yeah, put your exploration even though it's someplace so close to home, go 20 minutes in a different direction. You'll be in a different town. Go walk around in it. You'll be like, what? I didn't know this was here. Like, if you want to see the world differently, you've got to decide to look. Yeah. I, I have one more question. I don't know why this came up in my question list for you, but I was like, I want to ask her if she is ever guided by any special signs or like numbers or, or things and thing and stuff like that, like along your travels or, or through your life, through your day to day where I don't know where you're like, Oh, that came up. This is a yes. You know, like, do you know what I mean? Like just something kind of like, where it could either be like, I don't know, like, I, I, why I asked is because I was doing something this morning and it, um, I messaged you and it was like 1028. And I was like, oh, 1028, that's my number. It's like, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so I love angel numbers. I even price my programs with angel numbers. Um, ever since I was a kid, my mom used to see 444 everywhere. And uh, it, it was always fun because every time I saw that number, I would think of her. And later in life, I understood that there was a meaning. And I started Googling the number and the meaning of 444. And then I realized that there were so many other angel numbers with meaning. So the ones where the repetition in numbers really usually gets to me. Uh, and also there's something about butterflies. I mm, love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I wanted to ask you because I know that you do have like kind of a more of metaphysical, spiritual side, right? And uh, I feel like you're, uh, whenever I catch your live, you're always like ball busting with like business and like goddess work and like getting shit done. But like, I really wanted to ask you about like the little, little bit of the softer side, right? Because I know that you're so like complex in like so many different ways. I have a little fun thing that I have done for you and um, just to finish off here and uh, you may have had like lots of numerology and stuff like that done before but I wanted to provide to you um, some insight with your high vibrational alignment days for 2019. um, You probably have heard before you already know that um, you are a life path number seven. Is that right? You've heard about that before? Never in my life. Okay. So just really, really quickly, um, life path number seven are all about having a clear and compelling sense of yourself, which I think you've got it covered. (laughs) Finding (laughs) answers to life and investigating all the options. Uh, You can handle a lot. Uh, You can be quite analytical and theoretical about some things, but on the other side, then you're also very like mystical, intuitive, sensitive, a dreamer, playful, introspective. Um, You are independent and turn data into knowledge, a great teacher, great researcher. And then on the other side of things, it's about really learning to trust and letting go of perfectionism. And also number sevens can sometimes have a some kind of like an addiction thing to something. It doesn't mean drugs or alcohol, but maybe it's like yoga or, or what have you, right? So that's just something to, for a number seven. Mm. Right now you're in a cycle year number four. And so this is really, really interesting. So number four years are all about journey and breakthrough. They are a time of really grabbing hold of your identity and organization through your work all about commitment and affirmation of your desires. That's like the biggest thing for you in this year. It's about 
breaking out of circumstances beyond your control and rescuing any imprisoned parts of yourself in this year. So for you to kind of think about mm. and uh, what else um, this year is all about a greater sense of your own purpose that you'll need. And it's all about being partnered with very distinctive goals. So relax into the nature of this year. That's kind of like what force have to do is like relax into it and just be like the constant learner and then the constant doer like from that information so I'll, I'll that's so valuable thank you so much I'm gonna send you like there's a whole year of high vibe alignment dates but I'll just give you January and February for now but they are so January is the third the 12th the 21st and the 30th third 12th 21st 30 third 12th 21st 30 yep yeah. and then February's is the second 11 20th and 29th and I'll send you the rest. But so high vibration alignment days are like when the universe has your back, like, like so good. So they are the days that you want to like sign documents on or like make huge decisions, maybe launch things, um, all of that kind of stuff, because it's like you have so much energy like amped up like behind you. So a lot of the time people will find out like what their alignment days are. They're like, oh my gosh, that's the day I did like that on or, or that happened on, right? Because it's like, it's you're in total flow. I love this so much. Thank you for doing this for me. I appreciate you so much. You're welcome. Yeah, no, I'll send you the whole year. So, you know, it's just kind of fun. Like you don't have to, you don't have to do things on these days if you don't want to, but it's kind of fun to just put them in your calendar and be like, oh, well, this is a high vibe day. I, like I could launch something on this day, right? See if it has extra amplified power. So it's always fun to just write it down and have it, you know, nearby. For sure. I'm so excited. Anyway, thank you so much for chatting with us today. I really, really appreciate, I always appreciate your honesty and I know integrity is such a big thing for you. I really appreciate that as well. And you just always have really real stories that I feel like there's never bullshit in them, which I really appreciate. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You can find me through my business page, Melanie Enlayer, or my uh, Facebook group that I have, which is the Alpha Femme Facebook group. And I have my at Alpha Femme official page on Instagram. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you so much. I wish you the best year filled with magic, miracles, all the things. And keep in touch with me. Celebrate with me. I want to know all the things. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Please definitely connect with me on my website, Wild and Creative. There's a ton of amazing content on there. There's fun activities and quizzes for you to take. You can also connect with me in my private group, Wild and Creative Community on Facebook. See you next time.